Nikki full throttle is oh, oh. Swimming in the grotto, we winning in the lotto, we dipping in the pot of blue flow. Yo, getting so good, it's dripping on wood. Get a ride in that engine that could go. Back me and robbing it, bang, bang, cocking it. Queen Nikki dominant, prominent. It's me, Jesse and Ari. If they test me, they sorry. Ride is up like a Harley, then pull off in this Ferrari. If be hanging, we banging. Phone ringing, he slanging. It ain't karaoke night, but get the mic, cause we're singing. Uh, Money three ways, fucking bitches three ways, seven different farmers, plus she's no oblate, but I make that bitch walk with some cheesecake, yeah, I'm the coldest nigga I see, looking in the mirror like I wish I can be me, she too into me, I'm more into money, my hobbies are body, that pussy's my lobby, I'ma eat it, I'ma eat it, I don't lie, hold my dick too conceited, I told her she my wife for the weekend, but don't be acting like I need you cause we poppin' like, Chain shine brighter than a strobe light. I'm tryna fuck Coco, this don't concern ice. If I mow the bow, she gon' mow the bike. A nigga ain't worried about nothing. Rehabilitation, just tell me worry about fucking. Money decision making, only worry about stunning. She worry about me, her nigga worry about fucking. I wanna see her body, body. Then she said, get inside of me. I wanna feel you, baby. Just bring the animal. Like, all my bitches got real hair chilling with the top down, screaming like. 
at your bitch from a mile away. Valentine and that pussy, it's a holiday. You losing money, I win meals, Dr. J. She gon' follow my lead, Simon says. Paper, paper, I'm riding scrapers in California. Car smell like ammonia, we got that stank on us. Never been an outcast, that stank on you. From the ghetto, but my bitch like Apollonia. We in the hood, tatted like a Mexican. Car too fast, give a fuck about pedestrians. Uh, and my section, less niggas, more lesbians. Got your bitch, I'm that nigga. Yeah, she's poppin' like...
Yo, this your boy Kid Ink, and you now tuned in to the Biz with D. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into my Fierce Swing Radio, the Biz with D, with your one and only rock on the mic, Mr. Big Dwayne here in the place to be. Yes, yes, yes. Reporting here live from New York City, of course, of course. You know it's chilly, of course, but you know what's going down. Thank y'all for joining us, because last week we were in New York having a lot of fun, did a lot of great interviews. Um, we just love, uh, shout out to Har, we did interviews with the Black Ink Crew at BH1. Um, with Brave Williams, you guys know from Rich Girl, but um, she's on Army Divas now. We did a lot of different interviews, so shout out to everybody. Um, we just named and shout out to their teams and you know the networks and everybody behind them. Big pop, we definitely got work done. So if you're interested in seeing what got done, not only will y'all get a chance to hear it before we actually aired here, because you know that's what we do. We gotta air it. Just because we might throw it up there as an exclude, internet exclude, don't mean we're not going to air it. So go to mfweradio.com right now for all the details and everything. And also, make sure you go to youtube.com backslash mfweradio. Same thing as with Instagram and Twitter. Follow us there. And then Facebook, too. We are in this thing for the long haul because, you know, we, we just getting this shit done. Yes, yes. So tonight, you guys know we're going to have DJ Young Music, definitely a fly young DJ doing his thing Um, on the East Coast, so shout out to him. And not only will we have him, we also have Natalie, the flowest of flowetry on with us, yes, 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 Natalie. And you know the funny thing is we've had Marshall on the show too, so now we're getting that completeness of uh, flowetry. Now we're getting the flow of tree. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's honestly a blessing that we've been able to get them both on the platform. And they're actually going to be doing some things um, as far as, you know, going on tour. They, they've got it recently announced. Um, Essence, um, besides, you know, artists like Trey and Mary and Kevin Hart. Shout out to them, too, because they're dope. Um, but so they're going to be doing some music and they've got a lot of things going on. You got to peep their Instagram because they're totally all up on that thing, letting us know that they're back and it's just not, you know, it's over. But damn, you know, I really hope we do get another video for Marsha's album, something because, you know, she did a video with um, Charlie Wilson, Center on My Time, did a video for that. Hopefully we can get that video. Marsha, yo, Frank, can we get that? You guys sound like Shamar saying, yo, Frank, can we get that? But yo, Frank, can we definitely get that? Shout out to Shamar, too. Our girl who's definitely doing her thing in Philly. She may not be on radio right now and doing her thing, but she sure is doing ladyism. Y'all need to check her out. 
So, you know, go to her page at Shamara Online. Check her out. She's definitely one of the reasons why we do what we do great here because she's just she's just phenomenal. Great inspiration. Love her. High five, friend. Uh, let's get into some music right now. That new Mario Fireball. The full version's finally out. So y'all want to hear it? Yes. Because I know I, know I want to hear it. So let's lend that shit. And we'll be back with Entertainment News. You can just call, call me Parker. Call me Parker. Top, don't water down that drink Take me down, girl, you know what I'm thinking Cause it's way past 12, girl, you know where it's at You ain't doing nothing if you ain't where I'm at The DJ know it's showing up Break this back and do it, do it up Money in a building like you never seen Models, bottles on the ceiling, they falling for me
All right, everybody. And we are back here on my Christmas Radio. This is the on the mic. David Dwayne. Bang. Yes, 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 yes. So glad y'all could join us. Shout out to everybody who is now tuning in to us. Yes, yes, yes. Appreciate y'all. All right. So let's get into entertainment because there are definitely a couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, let's talk about Drake. Okay. So Drake has recently been seen with um Bernie. She is a model. Um, he's known for some time now. Okay. Now he's overseas in Australia to promote his um album. If you're reading this, it's too late uh, right now. And these two have been very cuddle, cuddle, cuddle together, might I say myself. And they actually look pretty cute. Now, people are saying to baby dating. Possible. But they just be friends. It's most definitely with them. So I guess it's okay to assume that Drake might be in a new relationship and he might be off the market. I feel like Drake has kind of been off the market for a minute, though, and I don't think people have actually let it sink in. I mean, you know, he might be light-skinned, he might be Canadian, and all the ladies' names, and some of the, you know, the guys on tour, whatever. But, listen, he's definitely off the market. There's no way he's going to Just saying. Anyway. Gerardo Rivera. You have definitely pissed me off with this statement, okay? Gerardo Rivera recently um, did an interview. And he con- he made a statement saying that hip-hop has done more damage to black and brown people than racism has in the last 10 years. He told this to Fox News. And as I quote, a youngster, a Puerto Rican from the South Bronx, or a black American from Harlem who has succeeded in life other than being in the one-tenth of the population in the music industry. That has been a success story walking around with his pants around with his ass, around his ass and with visual tattoos. I love Russell Simmons. He continued, he's a dear friend of mine. I admire his business. But at some point, the guys have to cop some factual opinions. Now, you know what? Um, I, I'm not I'm not going to, you know, land their hands too bad. But what I am going to say is, where are you to say that hip-hop music has done more damage um, to this culture, to the black culture and stuff like that? First of all, you're wrong there because slavery... Um, has gone so far where slavery is not even over, and I wish that people would let that sink in. Slavery is not the fuck over, okay? It's still going on present today. We may it may not be Ivy Lee, and I say Ivy Lee because I don't, because I just do, okay? Ivy Lee, because in other words, obviously, clearly, but it's like Gerardo, you made statements like that, but when you're when you're you're wrong. So before you can even open up your mouth to say some dumb shit like that, think about the fact that, no, and yo, like, well, you're not going to think yo, but 
you got to think to yourself slavery has done it, 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 it. I wish you would not have opened up a can of worms because I know that there are so many different hip hop artists and different people in the black culture had different things you know to say about that definitely not a great move not a great move meanwhile in other news Chris Brown could possibly be a yes 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 Sources are reporting that Chris Brown is a father and has been, you know, seen a model or had seen a model previously, um, and they have a child. I've seen the picture on TMZ of the baby. Baby definitely looks like, you know, of course, like, of course, definitely look like it could possibly be a baby of Chris. But again, come on now, ladies, everybody, Chris Brown has been around. It's the industry. So if this effect is true, whatever. But the mother is said to be um, a former model named uh, Nia that he has known for several years. So if this is all true, definitely want to say congratulations to Chris. I feel like the five um, is not a bad age to be a father. I'm I'll be trying to see myself. So I don't feel like that's actually a bad age to be a father at all. I think that's actually. Um, What's the word I want to say? I think that's a great age. You know, you're not too young. You're not too old. So perfect. It's true. Congratulations to Chris. And that's our entertainment news for right now. But we're going to get back into some music. Interviews rolling up very shortly. And then we're going to recap some Otis song, Jax. Because, you know, Otis said he will be back. Actually, he's returning back next week with some song, Jax. He said he's tired of people pissing them off. Pissing them off and he's got some shit to get off his chest. So... After we play some a new joint by Luke James, Bad News, we're going to get into some recap of Otis. So we'll be back in just a second.
Oh my God! Frustrated. Or to reserve a seat on one of our buses, press one. Oh, the bus customer service is first. Um, hi Bruce, uh, Nipsel. I'm calling because I was riding with y'all last week, and the and you, your bus driver was being so mean and nasty to a fellow bus rider. Okay, and which bus were you on? Um, 
hold on. I gotta. I'll tell you which one I was on. I gotta check my my email. But it was a, a, a to the bus going to uh, the Philadelphia. Um, she. What had happened was is the other customer had put their stuff on the bus, and the rock and the uh, guy was like, you know, said she can do it. And so when she went to get back on the bus, the lady was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, you can't do that. And it was on the bus for uh, January 20th at the, uh, the 5 o'clock one from Philadelphia, JFK, going to the New York on West uh, 33rd. Okay. And I don't know who was the bus driver, but she was an old, mean, nasty Jamaican lady, and she was not offering chicken but I'm trying to tell you right now, it was very, she was very rude and nasty, and I don't think it was nice. Yeah. Okay, we'll report this to the manager. And I know that she might have called and said whatever she had to say, but it wasn't nice. And I wrote with you guys before, too, and none of you guys are nice. Like, she was doing too much, and I said to her, I said, Hannah, you need to apologize. She said no, and she called me a bitch. She said, no, bitch, you do. Hmm. Okay, and what's your name? Uh, La Otis. Okay, Miss Otis, so we will write this up and get it to the manager. In fact, can I speak to the, the manager? Because this is not the first time this has happened. This has happened more than once, and I just can't. This is this it's just too much. Okay, I, I can give you an email address that you can send it to, but I don't have a manager to speak with right now. Um, if it's a Gmail email, I don't send emails. So, because I know how people get with their Gmail. So, is it, is it a Gmail account or something else? Because I, I don't do Gmail. It's uh, customer service at boatbus.com. Oh, that's it? Yes. So, um, there's no other, there's no supervisor in your office? No, there's not. Um, Have I even reached the right line? Is This is the customer service line, right? Because it doesn't even seem yeah. like you're able to do much. This is the customer service line, Miss Otis. I will write this report up on this particular driver. Okay. And um, is there any way that you can put a call into a manager to call me back? Because this was urgent. Like, she she cussed the girl out. Okay, what's was, your phone number? What's my phone number? Yes. Yes, it's uh, a 647 uh, 844-8194. 647-844-194. Yes, and I mean, she was just talking about the girl while she was just standing there, by, I mean, sitting right behind her the whole time of the whole ride, the whole two hours. I was just like, saying, you know you're not right. All right, I will uh, put your name in the report and have them request that they give you a call. Yes, and I mean, please, have them call me back tonight because this is urgent. Okay. I've been, I, I had the, I had just came back from the jump off, but now I'm ready to pop off because she <laughs> called me a bitch, and I, it's not yeah. cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes, ma'am, I do. And I'm, a, and I'm an elderly woman, and it's just too much. Okay, we'll get this written up into the manager. Okay, and when should I be expecting my phone call and my discount? I'm going to request that they give you a call today. Okay, thanks, and I'm going to look out for it. Okay. All right, watch out now. Bye now.
my new shit. I'm the black bitchy bitch with the roof missing. If it don't make dollars, don't make sense. Z, wake up like I gotta get it. And I got an engine for a trunk space. I get money three ways, fucking bitches three ways. Seven different farmers, plus she's no oblate. But I make that bitch walk with some cheesecake. Yeah. I'm the coldest nigga I see, looking in the mirror like I wish I can be me. She too into me, I'm more into money. My hobbies are body, that pussy's my lobby. I'ma eat it, I'ma eat it. I don't lie, hold my dick too conceited. I told her she my wife for the weekend. But don't be acting like I need you, cause we poppin' like, yeah. Oh my Chain shine brighter than a strobe light. I'm tryna fuck Coco, this don't concern ice. If I mow the bow, she gon' mow the bike. A nigga ain't worried about nothing. Rehabilitation, just let me worry about fucking. Money decision making, only worry about stunning. She worried about me, her nigga worried about fucking. I wanna see her body, body. Then she said, get inside of me. I wanna feel you, baby. Just bring the animal. Money, I win meals, Dr. J, she gon' follow my lead, Simon says, paper, paper, I'm riding scrapers in California, car smell like ammonia, we got that stank on us, never been an outcast, that stank on you, from the ghetto, but my bitch like Apollonia, we in the hood, tatted like a Mexican, car too fast, give a fuck about pedestrians, uh, and my section less niggas, more lesbians, got your bitch, I'm that nigga, yeah, she's hoppin' like, Get money, get money like an invoice. 
kill. Drunk in a bitch, high on that Mary Jane. Pussy in my mouth, pussy on my pinky ring. Nasty, maybe do it in the back. But it's marijuana, keep it crack. Life in my ass. I ain't doing nothing to the cash. Money, 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 we fashion. Straight up and dripped out, keep the trees past. Girl, keep that thing up, fuck me, fuck rap. Days of a lie, so clap, clap the cake. Spreading your thighs, I pump, pump your brain. Hey. Come here, ho. Come 
got British. What? What? Crows. Living that bit wanna jump on the dick. I'm like, boo, let's get it, let's get it. I got these bitches kissing on these bitches. I can't even count on my fault by the digits. Swag. Terrific. I might put this bitch in the kitchen. Baby, don't use that dishes. Or else you might whip up a poo. My neck, my wrist is a poo. She want for my dog, I'm like, woo. going on everybody thank you for tuning back into the biz with d right here right now on my fierce wings radio with your one and only rock sound and mike dave Dwayne. we right now we got our boy dj young music what's going on bro what's up with you what's up with you? i'm cooling man i'm cooling man i just got back from the super bowl and stuff. that's what's up well thanks so much uh for this interview we definitely appreciate your time thank you thank you well, tell everybody, you know, about yourself and how you got um, started with uh, your music career. Well, my name is DJ Young Music, and I got started by, um, I would say, I would say K.O. Kevin Cates. You know, that's one of the producers. You know, he produced with T.I., you know, your Beyonce's. And I grew up looking up to him and hanging out with him. You know, growing up, I wanted to be just like K.O. So in order to be a producer... You know, you got to know, you got to understand your beat counts and how the whole thing works. So he told me I needed to become a DJ, and I became a DJ. And I would say age 11, age 12, I just got really, really good at it, and I was the hottest in the city. And then it opened up the door. I became genuine, taking Tyrese's tour DJ, and genuine for some DJs. And since then, I just blew up. That's what's up. And recently, um, you released an, a mixtape called Something for the uh, Streets Volume 2. Tell everybody, you know, about, you know, how great a response the mixtape is doing, because I see it online. You're getting a lot, a lot, a lot of, um, you know, dope feedback from your fans, media, and, you know, just everybody. Something for the Streets. Something for the Streets, I would say it, it's a collab of, you know, of different artists, because as a DJ, nobody really listens to you know, how they used to do back in the days, mixtapes with, with the DJ, actually DJ, and nobody really listens to it. So, I, you know, I had to come up with a new way, you know, to present the new music in which that would fit the generation. But besides something for the streets, also I have the DYMG, DJ Young Music Group, label tape dropping, which features Frank Benz, Deride, 
and myself and also a couple of my other artists that I have coming up. So something for the streets, that was like a gateway door intake game, but there's a DYMG collab tape. That's that's what's up next. That's what's up next. And we can put that thing everywhere. Everywhere. Nice. So um how would you say the process of you know putting this mixtape was for you? Um, the process of the mixtape, how how would you say it was for you? You know, just getting everything together. The process I would say it was good. I would say the process of putting you know, I I've been taught how to put together mixtape by this uh this, this local DJ and it was at the point where a lot of DJs they were hating on me so they wouldn't show me and he just happened to show me and when he taught me I just picked it up how to do everything with ease. Even even how to market the tape, I, I learned it with ease. So I would say the process is really easy for me. That's what's up. And I know um, just from, you know, talking to your team, so that, like, you know, with you, um, you know, before getting started with your music, well, actually kind of, you know, in the, in the beginning, like, in school, um, when you were in school, so like that, like, you were, like, like you're a really smart kid, I hear. Like, you were in, like, in bands, classes, and everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, school. I would say I've been. I took advanced classes when I was in seventh grade. So really, I was in seventh grade in middle school. I was taking high school courses, and like my GPA is four point So real smart, real smart, real smart. You know, a lot of people they don't think that somebody in this industry is smart. A lot of people they portrayed by the you know the music videos and what you see as ignorant and naive, which is not true right. about everybody. And how how do you feel that you've been able to, like, you know, break that stereotype um, with your music? And just, like, just, I mean, just, like, in general, like, being able to get good grades, have, you know, a dope career at the same time? I feel as if I've been able to break the stereotype. I mean, well, of course, I've been doing stuff, you know, people have never seen before. I didn't mean people have ever seen, you know, a kid. I was 11, 12 on tour with major artists. Not that mean, I mean, if I'm not, you know, wrong, I'm actually the, the youngest person in history to have a label deal under E1. So, I mean, <clears throat> that, that speaks for itself. You know, you can't name too many people at the age 18 who have a label, running label with, Right right now, my song is number five independent in the world. So, I mean, when you look at the stats added up, I mean, it sets me far apart, and it gives these kids out here in the streets, in the schools, and them the outlook and says, if he did that, why can't I? You know? It's not. Right. Everybody doesn't have to do the same, you know, going into jail because you either do good, you go to jail, or you die. You know, you pick. And. I'm actually, you know, the outlook to show the kids that that's not what's it. There's other stuff to do. Exactly. So let's talk about the um the record uh, Copy. I definitely like that joint. Tell the um listeners about that record just in case they haven't heard it already. You said the record, what was the name? Copy. Record Copy? I mean, it was it was it was a record that wasn't 
expected. You know, long story short, you know, me and my crew, we out here, we taking people's girls, and it just happened at the beat, you know, the beat fit the storyline correctly, and we was just all together, and it just happened, we just made a hit. I mean, I can't even explain how the, how the song even came apart, but the lyrics are all based off of a true story. So, I mean, it just... It's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy story about how the song actually came together. But once once we realized that we had a hit, I mean the DJs they were going crazy for it, and it was at the point before the release date, it was already blazing in the streets, and it was blazing so much we had to take it down to a certain spot. So the record right here, I mean I feel as if it's amazing how it blew up how it did, and how. You know, in the next couple of months, oh, it's going crazy. We got the video coming and everything. So, you know, I'm really happy with the record right here. That's what's up. And how, um, you know, with the after you release the video, how are you going to like continue to push this, um, this project? Because I mean, you got a great solid project, and you know, you got, you know, people that are really, you know, supportive of your career. I mean, we're gonna keep pushing. The video is actually a major piece of like. The whole storyline, the settings. So when the, when the video comes out, you know it'll be on MTV, the world side. It'll be all over the place, and it'll give people something else to talk about because it actually has a storyline to it. And when you look at most of these music videos now, they really don't have storylines. They're just girls, girls, and bottles and money. But you know the young music video, it's a little different because they have the storyline up to how you got the chick right here, how your chick got taken. So it's, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Absolutely. So now are you planning on to go on tour soon? I know you mentioned you, um, you've been on tour with a couple of different artists um, in the past. you planning on going on tour with this project? Actually, I'm starting a radio promo tour and a club tour. Starting, I think I would say... 12th or the 13th, and basically I'm going all the way up and down the East Coast, down South, up North, hitting the radio stations, hitting the clubs at night, getting up the next morning, going to the next station, next club, and we're just going to keep moving in summertime, summertime concerts, so I'm just moving it right now. Like I said, I just got back from DJing uh, at the Super Bowl in Arizona with Nicki Minaj. And it was a, you know, it was a good look. It was successful. You know, I had a DJ Marcus Fat, who's also one of my big homies, Swamp Izzo. So everybody was there. I mean, it was a good look. It was a good look. You know, I, I'm moving really good. I'm waiting on confirmation. You might see, uh, you might see Young Music at the All Star Basketball Game. So, no, I'm moving oh. good. I'm moving good. Booking events, moving heavy and strong in the streets. That's what's up, and congratulations on that. I mean, you that's definitely a lot of great things, especially at your age. You don't get to hear a lot of um, people, you know, say that, you know, I, I, I DJed for Nicki Minaj for the Super Bowl parties, like that. A lot of people get different things at the age of 18, 15, 17 in their years of entertainment early. But, you know, what you've been able to accomplish so far is dope beyond dope. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's all about grind. I mean, like I said, I've been working at this since 
11, 12. I mean, I've been, actually, 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 not just 11 and 12. I've been doing music in general since I was, like, 10, back when Bow Wow and, and Chris Brown and, you know, your Omarion's were on the screen tour. So it ain't something, you know, I wouldn't say it's new to me because I've been working up my whole life to this point, and, you know, I'm still working to a greater point. It's all about what's your plan A in life, not just being a kid. Ever since a kid, I've always had my plan A. Right. That's important to have. Definitely important to have. Well, Young, we definitely appreciate this interview. Um, Tell everybody where they can follow you, like on social media and where they can, you know, download the mixtape and uh, get the single. You can find me on social media at DJ Young Music One on Facebook. On Facebook, DJ Young Music. DJ Young Music One is Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on my website, www.djyoungmusic.com. Also, you can go to Spinrilla. I got Young Music mixtapes up there. iTunes, uh, Android Market. All, basically, you know, anywhere where you can buy songs. The, the single right here is there. You can get the Young Music app on every type of mobile device. Stay up to date with Young Music. will be at next. And, you know, also, you know, if you don't feel like doing none of that, you can just Google DJ Young Music and find all the info you want. That's about it. For sure. For sure. With DJ Young Music, thanks uh, so much for coming on the show. We definitely appreciate it, man. And, um, you know, keep up the hard work. Definitely doing the damn thing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Look forward to working with you.
Everybody, thank you for tuning back into the biz with D. With your one and only box on the mic, Dave Duane. And right now, we got our girl, the flowist, Natalie. You guys know her from Flowetry, and she's with us right now. How's it going? Many blessings. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing so well. So glad to um, have you on the show finally. Thanks um, for joining us today. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I got no doubt. So tell me, I, I mean, you have been through so much musically, personally, stuff like that, and now you're at a good time uh, in your career. You just, um, last year you released the uh, album. Tell everybody, you know, about that album. Love the project. It's hands down, like, the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, it's, it's actually my third solo album um, that, that I've released. The last project I released was called The Rise of the Phoenix Mermaid came out as you said last year um but but you know there's that it's a beautiful uh experience to create an album whenever you do and um i don't really put that much of a line between my group work and my solo work as i as i manifest on in the ethos of poetic delivery musical intent that's that's the music that i make so for me it's really nice to kind of put my head up and i've got six um, projects that I've released over these past goodness since 2002, so 13 years. So I'm kind of happy with that. It's, it's it's really nice to be able to look up and realize that you kind of have a bit underneath your belt because sometimes you know subjectively we only we can only see our feet. We don't really see how far we're moving, you know. So um, yeah, it's a project I'm extremely happy with and and and. Um, feel blessed to still be creating and, and looking forward to creating more. Absolutely. And, I, and I've and i got to even, you know, chime in on what you said about, you know, lyrically and just, you know, being able to come up with some great things. And I just love the fact um, that your lyrics are so real. Um, where, do you, where do you gain the um, inspiration? Well, especially, like, for The Rise. How'd you come up with the inspiration for that project? Uh, well, everything is is really a journal page for me. I I um I'm a poet first, so everything I write is is based on a a meditation or a, a, a culmination of personal experiences, and even those experiences that might not be your own that you can learn from, whether they've been shared with you or you know you've learned of them in some type of way outside of yourself. So I'm I'm very much a nutty professor with my my craft. It's everything that I've kind of worked on myself first, thoughts that I may have had, mantras I may have had, and things that um, I've seen. I'm a solutionary artist also, so I like to look for solutions and to promote promote heightened energy. So it all comes from different things. I mean, to be quite honest with you, for myself, I... I maybe only share three to five percent of what I write. I write always. I write um, as a means mm. to know myself. I write as a spiritual practice. So in that being done, when it does come to the things that I do share, um, you know, I, I've been writing a lot before I I just release something. So there's an alignment of a journey in it. I know that's right, and I kind of and I kind of can relate to that uh, with me being an artist as well and writing. 
you know, I definitely take that time and, you know, hold on to material because I know with this album you had some material that you had for like two to three years that you had on to that you, you know, really sat on and you, you know, you really manifest on it because with music you've got to make sure that it's very poetic and makes sense to you um, and that it's going to make sense to, like, your fans. And I, and I like that about um, your music. Yes, thanks. Thank you. Well, yeah, you know, music is a very deep, it's an honor to, to be able to make music that people listen to. It's a height of responsibility because you're dealing with something that goes into the core of people and, um, you know, really affects their meditations and their vibrations. So, yeah, it's best to, it's best, I think, to, to take care of what one does release, you know, um, absolutely. And some of the songs on, on Rise, gosh, I've had them for, even longer than two or three years. There's some of the songs I'd actually written a good seven years prior. Um, and, wow. and, you know, you have a lot of material that sometimes um, in the journey isn't necessarily the batch of music you're working on when you make an album. But this was something that I made with a different foresight, uh, really kind of able to stand away, look around, see what's going on and make a decision. And it's actually the first album I've ever made um, in submission to the fact that I'm a recording artist. It was never something I was trying to do. So it's the first time I've really approached an album um, ahead of myself. Like, I'm going to make an album. It's called this. It's going to sound... It's the first time I've gone about it that way. Um, all of my projects before that have been very much in the moment. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it really enjoyed making Rise. That's excellent. And, it, like, you know, you mentioned... Um, being in the moment and stuff like that, like when you think about um, this current album, so like the albums that you've done in the past, even with um, Marsh and stuff like that, and solo, just like overall, um, you know, like sonically, where do you see that it's, um, you you found the most growth within you? Mm, that's a great question. I, well, it's, it's been a growth journey. Um, my first album, Floetic, um, with myself and Marsha, that was my first time in a recording studio. Um, I'm a performance artist, a live artist very much. And um, poetry really, once uh, Marsha and I had started to perform together, really took on a life of its own. It's very much a vortex of energy that, that aligns itself. So I, in many ways, have practiced in public as an artist has become and grown as the flowist and very much in front of people as you as you've heard albums that's been my journey and development of myself. Um but that being said, I, I all of the projects really do hold that for me. Uh Floetic was extremely innocent and audacious, just just really just going and something that I've always attempted to reconnect with because it was before any heads got involved before you know certain additional energies and things like that um flowicism was a live album that was recorded that was such a beautiful experience um connecting and and flowetry very much as a live performance um craft uh so, so that was so enjoyable and, and such a growth and, and showing the interaction between the audience and, and, and the band and, and ourselves on stage. So, flowology, I had to grow a lot. There was a lot of external um, 
input from labels and management and things like that and I had to grow in my spirit to to not really be be detached and taken away from that which I love but at the same mm-hmm. time being able to to be who I am and what I intend to be um, so that was interesting then Floetic Soul, my first solo album I've never had any plans on being a solo artist so there was a lot of growth that went into that in the sense of realizing I still had a lot of melodic um, alignments in my mind. I still had a floetic, creative impulse that was still within me, so I continued to, to record music at that point. That was brand new. That was a great growth experience. Floetry Rebirth was was looking back at 10 years of a career, of a recording career that... Um, had really kind of been divined onto self more so than being something I was just trying to do. Um, so that brought me almost a gift of wisdom and being able to look back and reflect and then rise is the first time I ever said, yeah, I'm a recording artist, so I'm going to make an album. So all of them have that alignment for me. You know, there, there's something there's something to be said of everything, phonetic, the, the phonetic, flowicism, the movement, flowology, the mindset. Everything has an alignment and a, and a reason and a purpose. Definitely, and I and I really love like just with each project that you've done album wise, like that you've always kept that very metaphoric, like you kept that metaphoric um, consistency. Has that always been hard um, for you to do? No, I, I I would say the most difficult project I've ever made is, was probably Flowology, the, the the second studio album of Flowetry, and that wasn't hard based on anything to do with floetry and, and, and the floetic ethos. It was just more so being involved in the music industry and having to deal with so much input from people who had absolutely nothing to do with the craft, whether it be A&R people or, or, or management people or, or whomever. You know, that that was interesting because it was quite embracive and um, that was a growth part. But I'm a poet, you know, I'm a poet at heart, mm-hmm. so metaphor is a part of what I do. Um, it's a part of how I exist. And... Um, that type of alignment and, and submitting onto my craft and sub submitting onto uh the path laid, uh, metaphor has always been um just a part of how I communicate and, and this is what I come from. I have a lot of poets in my family. Um, my grandmother, my mother, my brother, my sister, their their, their language, their use of words that were a very oration um based alignment. So so there's a lot of metaphor all around. Definitely. And um, how has the response been to this album, would you say, overall for you? It's, it's been lovely. You know, I I have quite a, a in, I have quite a introspective approach to my creativity. I think that it's a blessing to have an opportunity to make an album. It's an honor. And um, I'm very much aligned and, and connected to those who have journeyed with me over time, over Flowetry and, and my own solo journeying as Flowicist, I have a very grateful um, connection to those who are on this journey uh, with me also. So it's been received very well. Um, it's been very received very well in amongst those who have received it. At the same time, I've had a very personal journey and in the sense of purposely kind of been away from the industry that's constantly kicking and pushing and trying to get people to hear things. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've been really enjoying 
releasing music and seeing who gravitates towards it, you know. So it's 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 an interesting time. All all three of my solo projects have kind of been in that realm of independence and um so the reception has been beautiful and I get to speak not so much to people where, you know, sometimes you do interviews and when you've got a big machine behind you, people don't necessarily know who you are, what you're doing. You're just in this list of people that they speak to. Whereas in this independent right. journey, everyone that I connect with uh, is connecting through purpose yourself. is connecting through purpose. So we can have really lovely conversation and introspection. So um, I would say that the project has been received well. That's perfect. And I was just going to ask you about that, you know, the just the journey of being on an independent perspective and, you know, like just being able to connect with, um, you know, different media outlets and being able to have that control um, with a project. I think it's so it's so amazing because when you're on, you know, a major label, you're so limited and you're put in the box of, oh, you can't put out this material or we won't have you do, you know, like it, it's kind of, Subjected, subjected to um, things that you may not necessarily be like, okay, well, I really agree with that. It's more so like sometimes like, oh, shit, I really don't agree with that. Why, why can't we? Like, that person's whack. <laughs> well, it's an interesting process. I, I have to first and foremost say I actually had some really great experiences at major labels. Um, John McClain, who signed um, Marshall and myself, Flowed Tree, to DreamWorks uh, Records actually really kind of, you know, went there and, and, and connected well with us. Um, what we did experience was the beginning of a lot of closing and ending and reshaping um, of the music industry as the kind of the beast was wounded in in a way in the timeline that we joined um, into just everything that was occurring. And yeah, there there were by the second studio album, there were definitely more people being involved and and things like that that could become challenging or frustrating. But I, I find it difficult to over, to get too far in overemphasis of how difficult everything is because at any point, you know, you don't have to be a part of the music industry. You can you can right. create your craft in many different ways. So I I don't really they're getting too excessive about woe is me, you know. It's like you take a loan, you're in the business, you're you're doing something. And I'm very happy with the projection of of people that were able to be connected to with Floetic, say, for instance, the first album, Floetic's first album. Um, And that came through being a part of that machine. So everything has its time, you know, and everything has its, its flavor. My time as an independent artist where I've been working um, alongside Shanaki Records has been fantastic. It's been perfect for me creatively. Um, it's, it, you definitely feel the difference, though, of having um, a machine, a, a major label behind you with regards to promotion, something that, you know, you don't necessarily fully understand until you're away from it. But that being said, bigger than careers is, is, is life, you know, and how you're doing and everything my career isn't the first and utmost and most important thing in my life, not 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 almost. So it it takes a, a backseat to different alignments of self, spirit, uh, and just being. And um, it's interwoven in there. Sometimes you get your challenges there and then you have to balance yourself out in another way. So careers, you know, 
I mean, this this idea of, of this being normal. I, I do an art form that is more ancient than the music industry. I'm a poet and very proud of that. So I'm very aware of the the illusion and the disillusion that, that is this thing that I, I do for a living, you know, being able to just be a, a recording artist, a flow assist, and, and deal with recording industries. I, I It's so much more simple than real challenges that really can be had, you know. So I try my, my hardest not to get too carried away with mm-hmm. myself, um, looking at that with regards to its challenges. The challenges just help to, I think, build your character and build your soul. And ultimately, my spiritual journey is the most important to me. So any knocks there have only just helped me to grow as a spirit. Absolutely. And I've got to ask you, I've been dying all day to ask you about the record, Good Love, because I just love that record. Please, you know, tell everybody myself, no problem about, you know, what it was like um, recording that record in the studio. You know, that's one of the seven-year-old ones. Um, when um, when Marsha had gone solo and, and, and uh, you know, I was kind of sat wondering what I was going to do, it was one of the songs that came to me where I was like, okay, I've still got all this melody in my head too. I've still got the percussive voice and the melodic voice in my mind. So that was a song that I was kind of writing with the next Flowetry album in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and is partly one of the reasons why I kind of stepped away from it for so long, um, because it it was kind of there. Uh, but coming back to it, it was a really a, enjoyable song to sing and 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 to perform. My dear friend and producer Chris Big Dog Davis, who we did Rise Together, um, it was one of those funny ones because I I enjoyed singing. I, I don't sing as much as, as I perform my spoken word. So whenever mm-hmm. I sing, um, my, my producers usually, uh, they <laughs> we have a bit of fun. They, they they pretend that I've snuck somebody into the room. Um, so we had a great time recording the track. And um, it's a really nice song to open up. Uh, it opens you as you perform it throughout the verse. Um, to go from the spoken into the song, it really does open up, and um, it's quite sunny. It's, it's a beautiful song to to put together and to record. I really enjoyed it, and it sings on to promise, you know, um, onto mm-hmm. the promise and the possibility. I'm really not one for this sabotage of of love that's occurred in the arts right now, where you know ballads are about people cheating and and finding phone numbers in people's pockets and, and these are these are songs that are supposed to be <laughs> for love making right. <laughs> so there's a lot of negative connotation underneath them so i i like i love love um i love to celebrate the possibility of unification in its many different forms whether that be um those relationships within family our relationships with with god our relationships with our heavenly powers our relationships with each other friendships, unions. So I really enjoy celebrating love and the bond and the connection and, and, and good love is is one of those ones where I enjoyed myself celebrating love. That's amazing. And and I just love um to hear the fact that like you and I are kind of similar in a sense with, you know, being about, you know, just metaphoric and things being about 
love and feeling good and like, you know, just like real true stuff where it's not like degraded because we get a lot of that in music now, you know, now since, I mean, since everything is going, I'm going to just say it, it's going kind of garbage. So sabotage of sorts, but it happens in cycles of the industry. It always happens because, you know, life imitates art, but then sometimes, um, you know, sometimes we get that confused and it goes another way and it becomes fast food. It's like, you know, when a lot of these burger bars started, they they were different to what they are now. You know, some of them had nice little forks and cutlery when they first started these family restaurants.